Hello and good evening to another Bertie and Paul podcast. Uh, I'm here tonight by myself, nearly. Uh, Mr. Mr. Bertie is away uh, working. He's been called into work and whatever he's got to do. So I scrambled around, Stephen, young Stephen, the corporate Steve, phoned me up and said he wanted to come back on. So I had a few ideas, a few ideas for the pod, which was nice. And uh, Radio 2 uh, representative... <laughs> The greatest building economist in Twitter. <laughs> Don't sell Nadal. It's <laughs> uh, also agreed to join us as well. So, uh, uh, hello, Stephen, and hello, Mikey. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Um, obviously, you know, a few pre-match nerves coming on here. I see Stevie's a bit on edge as well, but I will just here to try and fill the void that that, that Betty's left. Obviously, so we'll, we'll do our best. No, I'm absolutely delighted and flabbergasted to be asked back onto the the nation the nation's favourite podcast. Um, so thank you again for for having us. Certainly, very unprecedented times that we live in with uh, Bertie. I think this is his first podcast that he's ever ever missed. I was just going to ask Mikey just before we start that is it unprecedented or is it unprecedented? I noticed that um, some Nicholas Sturgeon using the word unprecedented. Uh, maybe I've lived down here too long because I'd be unprecedented. I think you can, you know, what I mean, you can be be more forceful with the unprecedented. Okay, that's fine. It's interesting. Basically, we had to get two people in to uh, cover Bertie's uh, position, and uh, I'm sure they'll just be <laughs> as, as as funny as Bertie, <laughs> or else this could be a long, long night. So Bertie asked about the uh, about the pundits, and Stephen asked, "Are you missing the pundits?" And Bertie said, "He isn't missing the pundits." So one of the one of our things was to have a look at Scottish football uh, punditry and uh, the, the continuation uh, of phrases that they use week in week out. Yeah, <laughs> see what I did there, and uh, the just what Scottish football punditry does to to us. Uh, when we're listening to it on the radio or listening to it at home uh, because or watching the TV because we just hear the same things week in, week out. So uh, we thought we'd have a look at it. and uh, But obviously uh, this pandemic puts football into perspective. <laughs> I, could, I could actually do this all night, by the way. <laughs> but before we start doing the punditry stuff, uh, we, breaking news is that uh, Rangers have decided to, to ask for the prize money of being second, but they don't want anybody to know that we're second, which uh, is just so confusing. But that's that's what they're doing. So this is the the the, the thing about Rangers being back on the the sort of the world is that they they, they get a saying things, which is really 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 annoying. <laughs> do you mind about it, Mikey? Do you mind about the championship in these uh, these days? I don't. I think they should try and finish it. Right, but I just I just read that about Rangers. What Rangers said, and as usual, you're a bit like, what are they talking about? You need to go and kind of like try and follow the logic, and it just is completely all over the place. But I, I think we should try and finish it. Yeah, but I do not know what Rangers are on about now. Is that the news? Is that the Orange Lodge guy that's putting the stuff out? Is it still Jim Trainer? Yeah, it must be. Well, I think it's. I think Stephen Robertson. Uh, is the representative on the, the board, doesn't he? So that that's what he must be saying to to the the, the conclave. 
uh, there was where the white, the white smoke comes up. But yeah, it's just, it was just abhorrent. And the, the Rangers are now looking for the best interests of Scottish football and sport and integrity. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, I know. It's unbelievable. I, I but what is, the, what is the plan then? Like, is it the plan to basically just call the leagues? Is that, but they don't, Rangers don't want to do that? Is that what it is? So what, what Rangers, is, Rangers have, have decided that they, it, they don't want to relegate teams like Hearts and Partick Thistle. They feel that morally that is a wrong decision to make. So they want to come up with a better, right. a better way of doing it. It's not really to do with giving Celtic the title, it's to do with the relegations. So that's a really tricky, dicky angle of came in. Their love for <laughs> their love for hearts and part of right. this sees no bounds. I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, just they'll hearts. always find a dignified approach, won't they? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That's that. They'll always be looking for that angle. You can't, you, you know, what I mean, you can't cast aspersions at them. They're, you know, what I mean, they're being very upstandish and doing what they're doing. So that's good. And their their players by themselves to a man, <laughs> to a man. I'm, I'm going to use these cliches all night. They have decided, a full squad of them have decided to take a pay cut or not just defer their wages. That's, that's remarkable. Classy, isn't it? It's just a real classy gesture. They just all what's that to everybody. Went, oh, Rangers have got the money, but we'll just, we'll just take a pay cut. I know. Can you imagine it? <laughs> I know. I think Stevie G's probably giving them a wee, a wee, wee backhander. <laughs> Aye. He'll, he'll cover the, the shortfall. I mean, there's nothing coming out of Celtic really. Uh, we've obviously got uh, Morelos, Santa Claus as well. He's he's handed out stuff. It's like great. That, that was that was in, was it not Christmas time? Um, he handed out exactly three hundred gifts. Yeah. To all the locals. <laughs> which okay, that's fantastic. Well done. But is he is he still hand? He should be. It should not be in isolation. Like, and he's walking around chapping up people, giving them gifts at the minute. <laughs> should not be in Scotland where he lives. <laughs> Keeping these two these two meters two meter distance. Is he back in Colombia? Is that where he is? Oh, yeah, that's where he is. Aye. he's going around with black bing bags, hanging out stuff to his the guys. <laughs> but but the thing was when I was watching the video. Uh, it actually annoyed me because I thought to myself, "That's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to come back to, back to my uh, my, my old town of Blackwood, right? Walk about Blackwood, right? Handing stuff out to people, but with Stephen and Martin, with my like my Celtic strip on, my cane in the back of it. I mean, <laughs> make make them wear my gear. I mean, how proud would you be? You're sitting there with your Sitting there with your your, uh, your gear on, I mean, and your two brothers are walking about like a bunch of haddies with cane, Celtic in the back of their strap. I mean, that's you know you've made it. So yeah, but, but Morelos is a great guy. You can't take can't take it away from him. Can't take it. Away from him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our that's our Celtic update for Andy G. Uh, but, and also, but, just oh. um, Paulo de Paulo de Canio was in the in the in the tabloid press today, and he said that one of the reasons that he joined Celtic was because he, he used to when he played Subutio as a child, he um, always went in this team that was green green and white. I mean, bonkers. 
Uh, they're scraping the barrel at the minute, aren't they? Oh, Absolutely so. scraping the barrel. I mean, I don't know. Paolo De Cano, would they play with us for a year? A year. A season? Yeah. I mean, actually, I did. I looked at a few of his goals today, and what, I mean, what a player. He's... Um, Technique, his entertainment value is next, and you know what I mean. Was un second to none, sorry, but I mean he's a complete footnote in Celtic's history. He's he's not, and he's trying. He's giving it the whole Tommy Burns angle and all that to try and curry favour with the fans. And it's like, I mean, you turned up for a year, we won nothing. See you later. You know what I mean? Go and go and talk about West Ham, your West Ham fans or whatever. Not having them, <laughs> not I'm afraid. It's a uh... But Mikey, is he a is he a true legend of the game, Mikey? <laughs> I'm here all night. I mean, he's world class, you know. He's he's absolutely world class. Nah, I mean, he, no, he's nowhere near it for me. Not 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 for Celtic. Shouldn't wouldn't even appear in my top 100 Celtic players. I'm afraid. Right, so I noticed that he didn't, he didn't appear in your, your Isolation 11 that you published. Uh, uh, no, he uh, didn't. Yeah, Michael. Um, uh, I'm a wee bit annoyed about that one because after I, I thought it was going to catch on like wildfire and everybody was going to do it, but absolutely nobody is as sad as me. So uh, that's good to get that confirmation. Dan, Dan Devine uh, is. No, I, but that, well, I haven't seen that one, to be fair. Uh, to be fair, I haven't seen it, so I couldn't, couldn't comment. I'd, I'll have to. One you can send it on. I'm just a bit gutted um, because I thought of a. You told you did tell me I put a bottle of champagne up front, mm-hmm. um, and I and it should have been champagne, Charlie Nicholas. I absolutely should have been, and you're not the only person to say that. But because it was Lanson, I said Henry Lanson. Fine, but the only one that I really wish I'd put in was I, I wanted to put a, a packet of Migraleve, you know, like headache tablets at right back and, and say it was Danny Migraine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed a trick. Big time. I nicked that one off you though, Steve. <laughs> is, is there any way that we can... Can we just, for obviously the, the listeners, can we run through your, your, your 11? I mean, I've got it written down if you... If you if you want me to Michael's to go right. through, do you know off the top of your head, Michael? I, I do remember. I do remember, and I'm I'm happy for for you guys to criticise and give better suggestions. I can. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, you went with a solid four four two formation. Went with a four four two. I had a gold watch, which was of course in goals. Jonathan Gold, um, which uh, yeah, but for obvious reasons. Uh, Centre back pairing. I had. My caffeine shampoo for Bobo Baldy, okay. and I, oh no, actually, you might have forgotten who else was who. Who was he paired with, Steve? I actually forgot. You had um, the Lisbon Lion. Um, oh, was he's, um, he's also very good at the the old um, pairs, the washing up and things like that. So he's, he's a man of many talents. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, left back was well it was just Greg Taylor because I had a Taylor's tea bag and then I put I put <laughs> I put Henri Camara at right back because I found a digital camera obviously playing slightly out of position but I wish I'd put Danny 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 Migraine <laughs> um, but at middle of the park I had Hartley's jelly for Paul <laughs> Hartley I like that one I I had a, a packet of Maltesers buttons for near 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 button. Uh, 
you need help me again here, Stevie. Oh, I uh, the one the one that I really liked was my favourite was the 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 Pam. I, mean, I don't know how you, in these times of done presidented times of isolation managed to get a, a, a Pam, but the the Ryan Christie with the with the Pam that was <laughs> you really worked that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah so Ryan that could have been Ryan Trusty as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that that was it, and then we had uh, up front, like I said, we had Sean. No, no, that Sean Maloney was in there because uh, Jamie had got some posh hand cream by Joe Malone, so it was Sean Joe Maloney. And then up front, you had this was my favourite. I put a dumbbell down, and I said it was Musa Dumbelly. And then obviously should have been Champagne Charlie Nicholas, but it was Henry Lanson. So there we go. On the bench was Harry Hood with a detachable hood from one of my jackets. So <laughs> that was my isolation eleven. Yeah. No, see, the try- challenge is set for anyone else that wants I've, to do it. I did try. I've been looking at stuff. I just look at stuff like like a brush. I look at the brush for like ten minutes. Then Rachel comes in and says, Paul, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm, I'm looking at a brush, Rachel. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, Musa Dembele brush? No, I can't do it. I just can't. I just, I literally can't do it. The, the, only, one, the only one that I've had so far is that if you'd, a, if you'd a woman called Lara who had a son, you could put them together and say it's Larison. But... That's, that's as far as creativity goes, which is why I'm really struggling with my Isolation 11. The best one that I saw was, uh, was a guy who was, I didn't know him, I just got sent the video, but it was a guy who was doing his Tottenham Isolation 11 and he'd folded up a pair of jeans just so you could see the the posterior, the, the back of the jeans, and he, he said, <laughs> this is Jermaine Jean Arse. <laughs> So, he was being really creative, do you know what I mean? Also as well, uh, there's two things I missed in the paper today, but Jimmy Bell, do you see Jimmy Bell? Jimmy Bell, who's a kit man for for Rangers. So Jimmy Bell's one of the better, I miss Barry already. Jimmy Bell's like the guy, the kit man for Rangers, he doesn't like green. So they were doing a, a Simon Ferry interview and he was telling that he used to take out the green jelly babies every day out of the... So when they went to training, when you were going for your sort of energy fix, there was no green jelly babies. And Barry Mackay, who Andy G thought was going to be the best football player ever, probably still is, he came in with green boots. So the kit man, Jimmy Bell, because Barry, remember Barry Mackay played with green boots one time? Uh, Jimmy Bell took the studs off the boots so Barry couldn't play with them. He, he's a he's a he's a Rangers kit man. <laughs> that must be exhausting, eh? Imagine being that obsessed. I know. To go around and do that, it's just like tiresome. Really? Like every day you wake up, you're like, right, got a socks out, got a strips out. Oh, I better get in, get these jelly beans. Sorry, jelly babies. Sorry, now. You know what I mean, like, what is he doing? <laughs> Was he the guy all the time they said like they would buy they would buy ass and all of that kind of stuff? Like, you know what I mean? Like it was obviously it was still green, but it's it, the type of grass it was was like blue grass or something like yeah, that. He used to just, just, I don't know how you can be bothered. Bothered that. that nonsense. Absolutely. Never Lark Call with a green lights, but 
Yeah, and then obviously Rangers have, have upped their pitch. They've, <laughs> they've, they've uh, re-toughed their pitch. Or no, tractors have came on the pitch and, and nobody noticed. <laughs> like, it's just a disaster. <laughs> right, anyway, sorry. I so they, they're kind of... They're showing their hand a wee bit then, aren't they, about all of this? Oh, well, maybe we could continue with the league season. We don't want but they're actually ripping their pitch up, so kind of we don't have a, a pitch lets me know that they're... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll have a look at the punditry then. So I, I want to start, because I thought this was funny. So the weeks that I click around today, I wanted to start with this one, which I think is really interesting. But every time you talk to a, a, a lesbian line, well, a lesbian line, an old guy. What do they always tell you about training, Mikey? Come on, give us an idea. What's the cliche? They're always like, we used to get the bus to training. We used to get the bus to training with the usual people. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell te- a man, they're all got the bus to training. We used to get the bus to training. Big Billy, they did. Big Billy McNeil did. in his car, but the rest is just used to get the bus in with the usual people. <laughs> I mean, you're like, what? And they love telling you that story, didn't they? <laughs> so, Do you think any players are now actually get the bus in? Don't think so. Because I've heard a few of these, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I uh, get chased once when I was coming in. Maybe some of the youth team do, I don't know, but aye, it's, uh, they're all probably then in their souped up cars and stuff like that. Lamborghinis. Uh, the, other one, the other one was uh, Scottish, fo- Scottish football needs a strong. But the Scottish football needs a strong heart. Needs a strong heart, doesn't it? <laughs> but for five or six years, Scottish football needs a strong Rangers. They need a strong hearts, and it comes to like pandemic time, and hearts are absolutely duffed. I mean, <laughs> Rangers are so boring, but we can't need them. <laughs> I mean, need them. Oh. Need a strong festival as well. We need a strong third team in Glasgow. You know what I mean? That'll be the that'll be the next one. <laughs> the, other, the other one is it's not this Celtic family, right? Like it's people say they say I, I hate this phrase, but it's about the Celtic family. You know that way? They always say they always have to caveat at the start of it with saying I hate using this phrase. The Celtic family have came good. You're like, nobody else does that. You get my draft. Like no, no other phrase in the world. Nobody uses phrases that they hate. But Celtic, if you hear something, they always say, "Yeah, I really hate this phrase." But the Celtic family have done well this occasion. Or Celtic, and they always do it. It's, it's like I mean, any phrase you can pick. No, you just use something different. But uh, I hate yeah. it. I, I, I would never use the Celtic family. Or old firm, <laughs> or or eat Ra- blue jelly babies. <laughs> Rangers talk about the Rangers family as well, though, do they not? It's just like it's not even a it's not even unique to Celtic. I've heard Rangers talk about the Rangers family before, so oh, that's a that's a great that's a nice family as well. Eh? <laughs> that, that's very welcoming. As long as you don't wear green. Can I use one of Martins as well? Martin said, uh, the, the, the players are always saying, uh, when somebody, he's a good family man. He's a good family man. Spends a lot of time with his family. <laughs> then Mar- <laughs> Martin wrote, equals Kyle Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Lafferty. <laughs> Kyle Lafferty, 
<laughs> one of my favourite players. Good family oh, man. Uh, card would always say about people that get red cards in Scotland. We'd always say that he's, he's not that kind of player. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I've just seen him, I've just watched him with my own eyes meme someone and be sent off quite rightly for it, but he's, he's not that, that kind of player. Some other ones that they sort of really trouble me, and they sort of trouble me because it was you're growing up, and you, sometimes when you hear the pundits who are supposed to represent everybody, really, that's their role, I think, in, in my opinion. But when you hear it so often, you start believing it. So one of the ones, and it's it's your charlatan, um, Derek Johnson, who used to say it very, very, very often. And, and actually, there's, yeah, we'll come back to the very, very people. Um, but he always said that these decisions tend to even themselves out during the course of a season. Mm-hmm. I I am still waiting for this to actually happen for for a lot of Rangers um, decisions, but they do tend to even themselves out. He's done no regression analysis or anything. He just tells you, and, and people agree with it. They just say, "Sorry, that's uh, yeah, sorry, that's Mike and I were economists." <laughs> <laughs> regression analysis. Where's, where's Betty? <laughs> I was going to text Betty. Betty back on the pod. Stephen just said regression, but I can't spell it. It's not my spell checker either, I mean. <laughs> Oof. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that sort of stuff. Like, it's, it's, remember uh, Cathro? Remember Cathro? What happened to the laptop, laptop chat? Remember that was for six, 18 months, it was don't like laptop managers? Never hear it again. He yeah. just pinpointed that yeah. poor guy with it and just hammered it down. Like I've got, I've got three laptops. Like, does that make me a laptop? I mean, what's he talking about? Just somebody that would dare to go against the grain in Scottish football, and it's not welcome, is it? <laughs> that that's it. The other one is the he'll bring uh, Craig Levine loved this. He'll bring valuable experience, and it will boost all the lads in the dressing room. So that's when you buy an old guy, which, which is really just means you'll be injured all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You used to hear that that actually that talked about a lot. Like he's he's great in the dressing room. You know, all the guys love him and all that. He's great in the dressing room. And you're like, well, so is a clown. <laughs> <laughs> or a face painter. Hey. <laughs> that's one every that's one every cast. <laughs> so is a clown. And I, uh, I always think it'd be nice to be a mullable a mullable manager. Because mullable managers say all the good they've got all the good cliches like from my position I didn't see that incident. Is he standing in the dugout and <laughs> standing there? And a Mullable manager always says it when some Celtic player's nearly been killed in the box. <laughs> like, I didn't see it. I mean, he's not that type of player. You're like, shut up. Uh, yeah. And I, I love, but the thing is, when you start looking into them, Mikey, you start realising that there's zillions of them. So, uh, yeah. what about this one? To be fair today, we weren't firing all cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> What? Is that usually said when you've just snuck a win? Yeah. Like you've been rubbish, basically, and you just snuck a win. We weren't firing all cylinders. We weren't at the races today, but we managed to grind it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the other one was, uh, he's got the right, he had the right to go down in the box. Right? And, you know, it's always said by ex-strikers that used to fall down in the box, and it's as if they're justifying their actions of 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. I don't get that one at all. 
we can compete financially with uh, Rangers or Celtic of this world, but we should be beating the likes of Brecon, Stenhouse, Burr, Clydesdale. No offence, no offence to Brecon, Stenhouse, Muir. Before I just offend them, <laughs> I know. no disrespect. <laughs> yeah, no disrespect. <laughs> and Neil, Neil McCann had a great one at the weekend. They always do right. So ex-players love picking their their dream eleven. You know what I mean? So Neil McCann yeah, was yeah. talking about his dream eleven, right? And they always do this. I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going to surprise you here. This is not a name that any of you guys have been thinking about. But I'm going to drop in Rod Wallace. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, Rod Wallace. Okay. He, he's 34. I don't even know what age he was. He's a bit past his prime. But Rod Wallace, see for effort, effort on the training ground. See for Rod Wallace, another cliche. What did Rod Wallace do after training, Mikey? Oh, he stayed behind and, and practiced his free kicks and his penalties. Rod Wallace just practiced. Consummate professional. Rod Wallace, he's seen it all, been there, done it all, stayed behind, practiced his fast feet. Oh, his fast feet, right? And the thing is, when Rod Wallace, see when he scored those goals with his fast feet, people are saying, well, that was, where did that come from? I knew he stayed behind in training to practice those fast, me, fast feet. And I'm listening to this thinking, I've heard this a million times now. First of all, he's dropped in a, a curveball. And then the second one is, he stayed behind in training. I mean... Well, if you add up all the all the players that actually did stay behind in training, it was actually really busy, you know? <laughs> it was close. <laughs> oh, what a guy stayed behind in training. <laughs> Just an extra training session, that's all it was. Did his quick, quick, his quick feet. Rod Wallace... <laughs> yeah. He's probably tied to something. He's trying to escape Rangers. He's like, get me out of here. But yeah, Rod Wallace, a player that... None see, is... There you go. But see, when you talk about training, um, Derek sort of springs to mind as well, that Derek Johnson, the, the, the charlatan that he is, he always used to say, when maybe on the rare occasion a disgruntled Rangers fan would phone up and say, well, why is Walter picking him or, or that? And, and he'd always say, well, listen, you don't get to see them in training as a sort of a justification and you're like well the, the Rangers guy the supporters the fans phoned up to obviously criticise the guy because he's the poor game mm-hmm. and you're saying that you don't get to see him in training when it doesn't anyway it just doesn't make sense but I suppose a lot of what Derek Johnson says doesn't really make sense anyway so but, but that's a lot yeah, th- <laughs> that's a lot thing as well about uh uh, and Betty was texting me before you come on just to give me some material. I mean, Betty said it's talking about the the, the the so there's there's two types of pundits. There's a football pundit, and then there's like Tom English who hasn't pe- played the game. And once it starts to get a bit sort of gets a bit heated, they always drop in, they disrespect the person, but you've not played the game, and it comes across as really. Really annoying. I mean, it's like you always see the the interview, the the sort of the, the journalist just not being happy with it. But that was the, it. Only qualifies you speak about the game truly if you're an ex-pro, which is just total nonsense. Yeah. Uh, now you got to add Daryl Broadfoot in there as well. You know, I mean, he he obviously hasn't played the game, but he knows more about 
every more than everyone about everything. Um, I also noticed as well, going back to what you said earlier, Stevie, that I'd say another word that's very popular just now is is cognizant. Yes. We've got to be cognizant. But Daryl Broadfoot says cognizant. We've got to be cognizant of the fact. So uh, there you go. He still said that he's got a good touch for a big man, which is just the most <laughs> stupidest thing. Who world. was the first player you? Who was the first player you ever heard that said about? It's a good question. Well, mine would have been. Is that um, uh, well, Hoydonk. Aye, Hoydonk. That was the first person I ever heard that phrase. We signed him. He must have been our. Was he our first one over one million? No, like since Stuart Slater. He was like he was definitely a record signing at the time. Who is this guy? He's six foot five and why he's got he's got a good touch for a big man, you know. And to be fair he did. But I that was the first player I ever heard described as, as such. And then Peter is, is there any is there any sort of uh Crouchy's obviously the, the, the sort of a one that everyone would think. I mean, I mean for me it was actually Duncan Ferguson randomly when he played with Dundee United and he used to score against Celtic constantly because we had a powder puff um, defence but um, yeah I mean is there any sort you of scientific you him in training Steve what's that <laughs> you actually got to see him in training when you were at Dundee and... <laughs> clearing the terrace when I played it in time had some great nights out mean big dunks um, but is there any scientific sort of uh, you know research that's looked at height and touch of a football that anyone can back this up or is it just is it just absolute drivel it's just drivel absolute uh, drivel <laughs> Ronaldo's six foot one or two Peter uh, Loudrop was six foot one two you know what I mean I love this I read this somewhere he's a real footballing man is usually code for. He's my mate. He's been kicking around football for donkey's years and I complete dinosaur. But I take anything new to would you call it anything new to happen to him so he'd actually get a real job. Which I thought was pretty funny. Because you hear that's all he's a real footballing man. He's a real footballing man. I mean, what does that mean? Everybody loves football. What does it mean? Oh. Uh, Steve, that's all the chat he's got is just football. Uh, Stephen, you must have seen a lot of things in Dundee United your time when you're playing there. For just just for just for an oh, audience, Stephen's got a peroxide blonde haircut still. <laughs> you know, Dundee United are, are always they're a, they're a sort of second club. You know, um, <laughs> one of the things it's so. I was uh, I was watching a game actually in BBC uh, Scotland and didn't know the score so it was quite exciting actually I think it was 1982 the Scottish Cup semi-final replay with Dundee United against Celtic and it was so it was on the other night there and it was it was great but, so, but Eamon Bannon I mean that I think it's Milne Ralph Milne as well in the midfield Eamon Bannon was sensational. And Dundee United obviously knocked Celtic Celtic out of the cup, and Celtic had some. Um, t- I mean, we we had guys, a guy called Reed Sullivan, Conroy McAdam. I mean, you're watching these guys, and you're just thinking they're not Celtic class at all. They were yeah. terrible. The little bits that I saw 
honestly, that Tom McAdam, not no no offence to him, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just about to offend him. Uh, no no disrespect, no disrespect, but he looked out his depth. Uh, Paul Sturrock, honestly, Paul Sturrock just made him turned him, made him look like an an HGV. This isn't your. But see that, uh, sorry, see with that McAdam guy. I mean, that's where you see, you know, the, the you understand where someone's coined, literally coined the phrase fifty p heed when you watch him, <laughs> and his positional sense. Like Roy Aiken at one stage is actually looking at him, and Roy Aiken's only something like fifteen, and he's looking at him like, where? Why are you wandering off into? Anyway, it's, yeah, not Celtic class. That's a, that's a really good phrase that we hear a lot. Like tonight, we begin with Rangers. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not this isn't your personal podcast for Mikey and Steven come along and just destroy people like Derek Johnston and Tom, Tom McCann. <laughs> can I just, I mean, we can't talk about pundits without talking about is it Stephen Cragen? Um, Crags. So, Crags, Crags loves to talk, or he loved, I don't know if he still does, but does. to talk about game management. Now, game management used to, I mean, that really, really irritates me. But if you are a pundit, you have to be careful when in the game you use the phrase, because if you use it too early, which he did on one occasion, so he said about Brendan Rodgers, he said, Brendan Rodgers has got some great game management. He's showing some great game management here and then the opposition then equalised and then we're driving forward to, to, to I think it went on to either you know it was a draw or they, or they won the game but you can't reverse it you can't say that's bad game management you know now you know it was, it was you know the sort of horse had bolted there but he says it if he said it once he said it a hundred times about game management and then you get the guys I mean you get the guys in Sky you know you've got to buy a ticket you know and all that sort of stuff and Anyway, but it's um, he, the, the problem up in these things. You start seeing them in day to day life, like when you hear about Charlie Nicholas, he's sitting there thinking. You're you're sitting in, at work, and you you know you you, you speak to someone, and you say, oh, "I was just sitting there thinking." <laughs> no, it's, uh, when I, I was listening to the is it Michael Stewart on BBC Radio Scotland, and he just he just kept on saying right from the get go. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, right from the get go, I knew. I'm saying like, I'm in work going right listen tomorrow right from the get go like, well, I don't even want to talk it. I don't want to say that you know what I mean anyway right from the get go you go that's a good but one I think that's just like Craig's just has he, he's got to say it he's got to say game management right game management and uh, David Proven does David Proven still commentate I don't even know if he does yeah he does does he do cool common yeah that's his job I mean he every game remember when we used to watch Celtic in the Champions League 60 minutes oh the game is getting stretched now that he just that he just had to say the game is getting stretched and that was it you know he, he just had to say it or two rigid banks of four it was another one that he had to he had to say as well so <laughs> you're a uh... You're the, you call it the, I suppose we're at the, the business end of the season. Stop laughing, Stephen. 
So I just, it's Mikey's right because the, the, the 60 minutes the game is getting stretched now. I, I always look out for it. And it all, it's a bit like, you know, the 67 when everyone puts their, you know, their, their phones on, the torches. It, he says it with, it's a bit like, you know, that in, when you watch the 100 metres, the guy he always says, and they're off. And that gives him a bit of time to then work out who's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to say now? Gives him 10, 10 seconds, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. I hate it. I hate it. The saying started on the front foot, but starting the front foot must be said. Uh, Celtic started on the front foot, then Rangers come into it. They must say that every single game. Just <laughs> <laughs> have to start on the back foot. Oh, absolutely tons of stuff in Scottish football. Like Kenny, Kenny McIntyre is like. He, say, he says, so do we have a title challenge? He says it every single day. <laughs> You're like, no, we don't. Desperate for a title race, aren't they? Absolutely desperate. Everyone. <laughs> the, 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 the other thing is when you start playing, like obviously when my career ended at Dundee United, you, you moved down the leagues. You know, in, in the sort of lower leagues, the managers pick up on some of these phrases that the pundits use and the, and the managers use. Like one of the ones that they love to use was you got to win the second, second ball. And I just found that really confusing. So I was like, why not win the first ball? But there's always the second ball. Just leave the first ball. And then maybe I've misunderstood it. I don't know. But I just, it just baffled me when I was sitting in the changing rooms <laughs> listening to some numpty tell me that anyway. Chris, is that black Because in Scottish football, the ball's, the ball's running aimlessly in the middle of the park so much that <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the concept of the second ball only exists in Scotland. That's another one, isn't it, with the Celtic Rangers games, that all the eyes in the world are on this game. No, no, they're not. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Knows the game inside out. That's usually said about some guys just got his jobs. So... I think we did okay, didn't we? We did okay. I've got tons of these. I can talk about this. I'll talk to myself about this all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you get any more, Stephen? The, the one thing that, I mean, I could talk, all, I think we, we, we actually made a call. It was, it was Bertie's birthday um, yesterday, so obviously we all wish him many happy returns. And we had a, we had a big call with him and um, Tricker over in, in New York was on it. And we're still, we were all still talking about Ali Maxwell and you could talk for hours on you know you could also talk about so many different angles about like Tommy McLean and and different things like that and why was Tommy McLean not looking out for one of his players you know and um, and just you know why did a, a journalist take him take Ali Maxwell to the you could talk about Ali Maxwell that, that night for, 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 for a long time um, no I just I mean I, if I never got on another podcast after tonight one thing that I was talking to, to Big Barry Lidlow who's an Aberdeen fan and Celtic shorts. This is this is not for tonight. But Celtic shorts are the comfiest shorts that I've ever put on. Don't know why, but they seem to be. And obviously, I can only compare them to my my Dundee United my um, shorts that I had on. It, it is it the same for other people. Like is Barry Lidlow when he puts Aberdeen shorts on? Is it, is it like a comfort blanket? Is the same for even for Rangers? The Rangers them. Um, Boys they put on. I don't know, but I just I had my Celtic shorts on today, and I felt very, very comfortable. Very, very, very. 
it's really strange you say that because I'm sitting I just got a new pair of Celtic shorts 50% off from the Celtic shop that I'm sitting wearing the now standing yeah. wearing the now and they are they're pretty comfy you're sitting there thinking I'm sitting there thinking these are a lovely pair of shorts by the way um, but no I missed that 1991 Scottish Cup final um, and I, what but see the first thing that comes into my mind when I hear about that and I know about Ali Maxwell and all of that I just think Ian Skelly. Remember Ian Skelly? Remember that was the that was the sponsor. I don't. Is he still about Ian Skelly? Is that, uh, is I that don't know. Cars? Is that cars? Or? I think it was cars. I I just remember that strip. I just remember for years they were sponsored by Ian Skelly. So the one see when you go to sponsorship and it's obviously it's not a topic for tonight. But whenever you see, I can't even tell the name of the stadium. Let's say Douglas Park. On, on on Sky and you see some of the, the localised adverts, you know, the local chippy and stuff and, you know, I think that we could club together and, and, and get like, we're on a WhatsApp group called Putney Pier, we could get Putney Pier to advertise and it would just be, I would love that, I mean, that would be, that would be the pinnacle for me. If we could, um... <laughs> right next to the local anyway. Indian restaurant. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, guys. Uh, Mikey, you did well. You did well, you enjoyed Thank that. You. I did, I was, I mean, I was fracking but it was good fun Mikey, thanks for having me on you were on Radio 2 you said yup on Radio 2 Mikey never <laughs> never nothing should be absolutely cacking myself <laughs> on that one though and uh, Stephen well done it's your second pod so oh, it's, I mean it's fantastic as I said it's, I'm absolutely over the moon to be asked back on even you know the last uh, the 11th hour um, on, on to the, the nation's favourite um, podcast so thanks for having me again that's fantastic well thanks guys and uh, what do you call it maybe Betty will be back next week but I'm sure you guys will be on again and uh, have a good evening take care and thanks everybody for listening again fantastic all the best good night cheers bye bye good night cheers. Cheers.